Okay, so welcome to the Freak Show. This is our haunt and haunt industry, haunt attraction, etc., horror, everything that all you freaks out there want to listen to. Um, this is a podcast about it. So we're going to start this podcast. The podcast is going to be mainly about uh, my first year at Not Scary Farm, um, my entire review of all the mazes, scary zones, shows, etc., what I went to, and how I felt, general scares and all that. But we're going to start off the show with the news. Um, the first news I have, really was the Knots versus Universal poll. Um, this was, I believe, last week, as of now or when I'm recording this. Um, there was a poll posted on Theme Park Insider, and I think TPA posted it, and several other people on Facebook and Monsters and stuff posted it for, um, what was a better haunted attraction, not Scary Farm or Universal's Halloween Horror Nights? The Universal one, um, I know there's a, there was a few debates on this, and... I think somebody posted on TPA or might have been Monster Space or something like that. So they posted their anger about it um, or that Knott's should have won. But there's always that controversy of who's better. We can always get to that done on the show. We'll be going through different theme parks and Knott's compared to Universal, of course, is a big one. Um, there's going to be shorter news, by the way, because of the show is going to be longer because of the review that we're doing. We're going to try to go for three minutes, maybe go for like about 40 the next thing was a big um, not scary farm announcement by TPA. Now, I well, the reason I say it's from TPA is because I got it from TPA on their Twitter account, and I believe it was Rick. It might have been Rick updating, but there was an update on March twentieth, and the TPA basically put Dan Miller's taking a stage. Wait for it. And then a few minutes later, wait for it. And then it shows a picture and it says, wait for it. And it's Dan Miller on stage. And the last picture is Dan Miller of a projection of Not Scary Farm, the logo in the background. And the next update is, of course, the Delirium update. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Delirium is going to basically be the new maze for 2011 of Not Scary Farm, or one of the new mazes, I suspect. And it's going to be a cross between Nightmares and what Dan considers his own twist. And it has some aspects of... Um, lucid dreaming and whether you're not knowing if it's real or a dream or what's going on and that was the big update from that and then also along with that tpa tpa update sorry uh doll factory is going to be returning and then they also updated lockdown's going to be coming back dia is going to be coming back doll factory back slaughter's back and viruses is back um my general feelings i might end up doing a review of last year and i can show you my general feelings towards this year i'll probably wait for that until towards more of october maybe august around that time um but that's the general not scary farm news of for 2011 that's the only thing i have we'll do weather not scary farm in buena park is 54 degrees and clear plainsfield wisconsin is 32 degrees and freezing rain which sucks 39 degrees and showers in Newton, New Jersey, um, Camp Crystal Lake, Semi Valley, 46 degrees and partly cloudy. And Estates Park, Colorado, Stanley Hotel is 27 degrees and cloudy, which really sucks. But then that's what you're going to get for weather in the middle of winter in the middle of Colorado, I guess. But okay, so on to my review. So this is my first year. Uh, my review is going to be of the first year of 2006 of Not Scary Farm, which was. My official, I guess, first year at Not Scary Farm. The background about it is I heard about Not Scary Farm school when I was in elementary and stuff. Um, elementary, I think, middle school. And I never really had an interest and didn't really know what it was all about. But, you know, you heard the name and 
I guess you got a general idea of what went on. I didn't get interested till my eighth grade year, and that was towards the summer of my eighth grade year. And my brother's girlfriend at the time kept talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, what is it?" And she told me more and more. She was always over at house, and she ended up showing uh, me pictures. And I believe it was it was ultimatehaunt.com that she was showing me pictures. And this was back, I guess, when the website was a little bit. Um, more updated, I guess, towards the haunt stuff. I know they haven't gone down per se, but they've been. I know um, the owner's been really busy and all that stuff with what he's going on, especially with that book, which we'll get to in another show, obviously. But I heard about that, looked through the pictures, I went through all the crazy maze tributes that they had on there. Um, I was going on the forums because their forums are seasonal and they opened up in August, so I was talking to people on there and different ideas and what was going to happen. I watched videos online. I know TPA had, I think they had some videos up at that time. It was the following year when they had like all the mazes, grudge. Um, I, th- I think it was a grudge. I don't know, but they had all their maze tributes up. And then the one thing that struck me was she was communicating with the monsters, and I guess that really surprised me, and that was really cool. What attracted me even more to the forms there. Um, I remember she had a story going with Spaz at the time. I don't remember. If it, I don't know if it's a current Spaz or not, but it was her and Spaz, and they're going back, and she was Doe, and then this whole blog back and forth together about each year or different times at home when she went about how he kept chasing her and all that stuff. So the next thing that was that was about the back, I guess the whole background, and then I eventually got to haunt. Now the first night at haunt, we ended up going on a Thursday night, which I was hesitant because I had school, of course, and being high school and all that crap, you don't want to go out, come home at two in the morning and deal with all that. But I was like, okay, I'll go. I went on Thursday night. I went with my brother's girlfriend, my brother, and my ex girlfriend at the time. It was, I believe, the second weekend. In. Don't quote me on that. I guess it doesn't really matter. But it was a Thursday night, so there were no lines, virtually no lines in the whole entire place. I get in, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty, it was still sunny at the time, time change back when, it. I think it got dark at like around 9, 9.30 or 9-ish. So it was like, it was still sunset-ish when we got there. I get in and I'm amazed by like the view. I walk into Ghost Town, there's just piles of people, a rope drop, and right next to the um, Ghost Rider line and all that stuff. So, we're, I'm at Rope Drop. I'm excited, freaked. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I've never been there. Everybody's like freaking out. There's people like screaming. There's random monsters coming out of there. I remember the one monster I did remember from that was I ended up actually finding out it was one of my friends. The one monster that was there that I did see was the Colonel. And I don't know what his, I still today don't know what his name was, but, uh, or what his haunt name, but I'm going to call him a colonel. He's dressed as a colonel. He had a full latex mask, not a prosthetic. I clearly remember all that. But um, I, being freaked out of my mind and don't know what to expect, laughing, being that typical, as I know some of you guys out there listening that are haunt people and work haunt, I was being that you know typical teenager, 14, 15, it's tough. Oh, you're not going to scare me. Stiff as all heck, but you know... And that was kind of my first impression. I didn't know what to expect and what to do. I guess that was my natural reaction. But that was what happened. And he went around scaring people. Yeah, I don't think he came to us. I think he went to the group next to us. But it was so tight and compact that it was, it was just him weaving in and out of people. So I remember a rope drop, official rope drop. The rope hits the ground. And I mean, it literally is like mass panic. Everybody's running. It's chaos. And I, it was... 
It was interesting. I guess it was an experience that I first got to go to and first time experience for me and that's something of that kind of nature. So I did that. We booked it on our way to the log ride. So that's like what our official agenda is, is to go to the log ride. Because everyone knows the lines get faster, so everybody tries to get a log in the Calco mine ride first. So we went to the log ride first, and on our way, passing the bottle house, I get my first scare. Of course, it is it would be the infamous Screen Witch, as we all know. She doesn't work there anymore, but I give mad props to her because she was an amazing talent, and she did her job well, and she played it off so well. But she was my official scare with a shaker can, and I've seen pictures of her in the spot. I don't know if it's a usual spot or not, but it's right after the bottle house and towards the Indian the Native American, sorry, stage of near the bathrooms right there and near that tree, she popped out and scared the crap out of me while I was walking. And I laughed it off, no big deal. So now we're on our way to Red Moon Massacre. Werewolf, Little Red Riding Hood, all that. What I have to say about this theme is it was probably the best theme I've ever seen as far as a log ride goes. Not, I got, We can't say best theme entire Not Scary Farm or theme in general. But it, as far as log ride goes, it has been the best theme of all the Not Scary Farms I went to. Because I can't deal with the pyromaniacs and the Sleepy Hollow and all that dark. Not really the maze-wise, or the ride, I guess we can call it. But that's a whole other thing, HGO, I can get into on another show. That The lighting in there... I, okay, I love Red Moon Massacre because they actually use the sets. And when I look back, I think that's what makes it... I love it more. Is because there is, they actually used what they were using and used lighting well and didn't just make it completely dark and oh it's so scary and have no monsters but as far as that went that was best theme i guess so far there was no line but i mean what do you call no line on the log ride i guess we waited towards the waterfall where the typical line i guess starts right before you go over the bridge and in that little cavern when you do the loop around by the soda machine but upon entering red moon massacre we walked past the snack shop and then the soda machine. And the soda machine, I guess, is a favorite spot for people who use it. And they, I mean, they use it pretty well. That year when we were going, we, I was walking after my first scare and freaked out. And we're, I'm trying to get my tough guy like, oh, yeah, I wasn't scared and all that crap. And then I get past the soda machine and my brothers, of course, and head of us walking through the line, jumps like, I mean, he's 18, 19 at the time. And he jumps more than a little girl and... Oh my god, it was hilarious. But what happened was, it was a little, I don't want to say little girl, but I mean, she was pretty small and pretty short, but she had a little red riding hood, she had a burnt prosthetic, I remember that was the one thing I remember about her, is she was so good. She acted really well, she played the entire part, she did not lose character at all. She had, sorry, she had the awesome prosthetic that I loved on the burnt half of the face, and she did a really good job. I mean, just for a line monster and having to be outside and that line sucks to work. I could I could never. I mean, I just feel pain for those people that have to scare in that line cuz it's so long and people get annoyed. Oh, yeah, we've seen you 18 times. I know how that all it goes. But okay, so back to the ride. Um I would give the ride out of percentage of scares, 90% got me. And that's pretty good for the log ride. And I was pretty amazed and the pop-out scares really got me because I was not expecting anyone to come around a turn and just be people standing on the side, which I didn't even know but at that time that there were sides to the side of the to the emergency, I guess, emergency exit railings of the entire log ride. So that was really cool when I found that out. 
So that was really the Red Moon Massacre. After that, we booked it, of course, across the way towards Black Widow Cavern. The Mine Ride. This is a whole other topic that... I'm, I have a love for the Mine Ride. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what anybody else... I know a lot of people don't feel the theme's overrun and they could do so much more, which I do believe they could do more. But upon experiencing my first time, and I think all the way up to here, I, I've loved the, the mine ride. It's just so simple and so basic, and it's a fun ride, especially at Not Scary Farm. It's even more fun. But the what I remember from it, I don't remember. I believe it was a Black Widow's Cavern that time, and I don't believe I believe it hasn't changed since. But it was a fun, simple ride. I guess is the best way to sum it up. There weren't too many actors. Um, I don't remember a lot of them being in there, but I do remember some. And I remember the biggest, I guess the best part about the whole ride that I remember is an awesome animatronic ginormous spider over the cavern when you go over the miners and there's a big hole in the entire cavern and there's a freaking like 12 foot spider moving in spider webs across the entire cavern with glowing eyes or whatever you want to call it. I remember that the most of it. The second thing I remember, I do not remember if this was my first year or the year after this. But there was the train breakdown. We were in the Rainbow Caverns, or where all the Rainbow Stalagmites are, right before you go out towards the exit where the, the little box in the outhouse is. The last, like, Rainbow Cavern moon, I guess, with all the stalagmites. But the train stopped, I guess, or broke down, or they had to shove up, and they had to stop at the station or whatever um, on the beginning. But we stopped, and we were stuck there, and... Biggish, I guess not really biggish. I guess their crossing was more lump and big and made them look more, I guess, obese than they probably were. But they came out and they shook their, they had to shake a can. They, sh- I guess they didn't expect the train to be stopped and they came out and knocked on the door, knocked on the door, but no, slammed on the door with their gloves and shaker cans and shook the can in the cart and walked up and down the car, came back. But the funniest part about that was when they were coming back towards the back of the train. I think we we're the second car from the back. They went to shake their shaker can at us, and I guess him or her, whoever it was, leaned over the car, jumped at us to scare us, dropped the shaker can, rolls under the car, and just looks kind of like dumbfounded, like, oh, wow, uh, yeah, what do I do now? And I, they pulled it off well. I mean, if I was, now that I look back, I realize what exactly happened. But at the time, I guess it was like, oh, okay, they pulled it off, and then... She or he, whoever went out, went away and went in the recesses of the cavern, I guess, and hid because the train was stopped, and we were still there for another good ten minutes. But we got out, we got towards the little box, I guess, whatever the box, scary, and then the outhouse, and then got off the ride, and it was cool. I was I was pretty, like, jumpy by the time, and I didn't know what to expect from an actual maze versus a ride. So this time we headed towards Ghost Rider, Passing Calico Square, passing train tracks, all that stuff, going past the bottle house again, going towards Ghost Rider, and this is the year that they had the, I still to this day don't know how to call it, I guess it's Fairy Tales, I always heard it as Fairy Tales, but I guess it's a, like, Fear, Fairy Tales, and then Fairy Tales, I guess, is a play off the word, and in the Asylum, they were both compared, or paired together, I guess, and you had to go through both of them to go through one, and... So I'll start off with fairy tales first. I walk in and there's a little Tinkerbellish, creepy girl standing on the ledges, and I guess she wasn't really working at all. Really, now that I look about it, she wasn't doing much and just mouthing random words at people and saying not even creepy stuff, I guess. But we came around that first incline of 
the ramp, come around that corner, and this is what I call the Tunnel of Doom, I swear. This is my first, I've never experienced one of these, and I was freaking out. It's a big dome, and of course the one in the maze was like 12 feet long, and it was a big spinning dome with all the polka dots or neon paint on it, and it makes you just trip out. My, the fr- if you guys ever been in it and remember your first time, I mean, you gotta be, and those tunnels are crazy, you just fall over. And I got about halfway, and I could not stand. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Why am I the only one falling over? I look like an idiot. And I finally get up, and I have to, like, stumble my way all the way across. And once I get to the end, the girl just sitting on the ledge is just laughing at me. I don't know what to do. So we go, so we go through the maze. I thought it was always fun. I don't. I hate, still to this day hate those Tunnel of Dooms. Um, especially the really long ones. I actually still get dizzy and lop, or not lopsided, but fall over from um, the next thing I remember from there, I don't remember too much from Fairy Tales. I guess it was one of those laid-back mazes and recesses, recess mazes, I guess, because you don't really remember much from it, but you remember the idea. I remember the green room, too. That was another thing. I, I don't know why I remember, but I remember the fuzzy. It was just like covered in like shagged fuzz of green fur. I don't even know what it was, but that, there was that. that was a pretty fun hallway. Um, I like touching I like touching those things because they were like crazy soft. But okay, so the next thing we ended that and we went to Asylum. Now Asylum is, I must say, the gradient from fairy tales to Asylum is intense because I was not expecting what came from the Asylum. The Asylum blew me away, or still to this day. I mean, was one this is one of those legendary mazes, and it's amazing. But when I went into that, I was not expecting the blood and gore, and I was freaked out. I mean, they use so much blood, and I, I've never experienced anything with that much blood, I guess, and that's why it kind of freaked me out. And I, there's three words I could describe that. I remember telling myself was just, like, bloody, creepy, and disgusting. Especially the use, um, I remember that, I think it was that year they used the use of smells in the bathroom scene with the bulimic and the everyone throwing up and all that. The, or the bulimic portion of the hospital, I guess. Um, and then the awesome, of course, legendary asylum nurses are always there and amazing. I mean, not too much to say about them, but they are amazing. Um, next thing was the last room was a good memory because it was a chain fence when you made a right turn. And then you had to go past the fence and into a bedroom. And we have the classic um, latex mask, baby faces with the footy pajamas, and they're huge guys, of course. And my brother's girlfriend got completely pinned in the corner, I remember this, and she didn't, I mean, they had her pinned both in her corner, and everybody else, like, walking around him, and she finally gets a break, books it, jumps over the hurdles of the bed, runs out, it was the last room that made, so runs out towards the queue line, towards the ghost town, in the back of uh, Ghost Rider there, and they, oh my god, the one guy just jumps at the chance, chases her out, hurdle, I, this guy was big too, and he hurdles that entire that plastic made bed, jumps over it, gets outside and chases her, I don't know how far he chased her, because we ended up finding her later past Ghost Rider, and I know a lot of those guys have super harsh limits to where they can go outside, but that was fun, and then the next thing we really went to, I don't remember the order completely, but the next thing I remember going to was Vegas, Las Vegas, the first year that Las Vegas was there, I was... I don't know why I was happy about Vegas, and I still am. I, I know there's a lot of opinions that everybody hated Las Vegas, 
But I, I liked it. I remember the first thing I noticed was the billboards outside were the Pooman group and all the playoff billboards, which I still to this day think is funny. But this, the thing that striked me about this, I think it was the coolest part, was the bumper cars. Because I've been to Knott's, Gary Farm, or Knott's Berry Farm all the time, and I've been on the bumper cars. I grew up as a kid always going to Knott's Berry Farm, and I just thought it was a really cool use of space that we could walk on the bumper cars and go through this maze. Um, but as far as a maze went, I thought it was classic comic and very funny, but still, it had still the scary, scary element, I guess. Um, I didn't get too scared, I remember, in this room, or in the entire maze. I just liked a lot of the props and the idea, I guess, and the puking fountain and all that stuff. The Elvis room, the following year, the Elvis room really got me. I was not excited. I was wearing 3D glasses, and I was walking and trying to fix the 3D glasses and talking to my friends. And we got through there, and two Elvis came out, and I almost fell over, and everybody's laughing at me. It was good times. But as far as this year, um, the next thing we went to, we went through every May, so we're going to keep this rolling, even though we're at, like, almost 20 minutes. Um, this is going to be a longer, I can already tell, it's going to be a long podcast. Okay, so the next one we went to is 13 Acts Manor. One of my probably all-time favorites because of how long and how amazing the talent was there a lot of times. 13 Axe Manor was cool, and by cool, I mean I was completely freaked out and scared out of my mind for this maze, and I wish it wouldn't end. I was freaking out halfway through, and I didn't know how far I was. I was probably only like a minute in, and I thought I was like 30 minutes in. It was ridiculous. But that maze was a good 15 to 25 minutes almost, walking through that, at least slowly. But I felt like it was almost an hour and a half trying to get through there, and I, I wanted to leave and book it out. But, uh... The one thing I do remember from that year was the exorcism room. I think there was a girl floating. I don't remember. but it was, Or it might have been the fortune room, but there was a table floating, and that was always cool because there was cool uh, scares coming from under the table and around the table. Um, the next thing we went to was Hatchet High and the Wilderness Dinosaur. Hatchet High was... I, I really liked Hatchet High. I thought it was a cool aspect, especially when I was in high school and stuff. So it was a great playoff uh, high school and that whole stereotypes and what you expect from that we got to hatchet high and there was a slight line to it and by slight i mean there was four people waiting outside because there's probably somebody holding up the entire maze so the blackouts told them to wait a second and i walked up and i made a fool myself of course being the cocky teenager that all those guys are um i walked up to the line and there was a six foot probably six foot two six foot three guy come out in a mohawk latex mask um, punk face, and I try to, like, oh, hey, what's up, give him that high five, and he completely ignores me, walks off with his chainsaw, like, no big deal, and I just look like a fool in front of everyone, so that was fun, I get in the maze, um, the thing that really struck me about this maze was the subtle details that they had throughout it, um, like the names on the doors and et cetera, all those funny jokes that they put in there, um, I liked the chainsaw room and the cheerleaders, I believe we're in the same room, that was pretty cool. I like the cheerleaders are pretty fun with their billboards and all, or their uh, posters and their cheering. They always have those like synchronized cheers that they all did. Um, I like the, the chainsaw and the actual maze, which was also cool out of detail. And then there was a creepy girl. I remember we were walking through the maze and she, all she did, she just kept following me and blowing on, blowing on me and sawing my ear. And I was getting like really agitated. I was like, okay, you can leave now. And was, of course, that's probably the dumbest thing I could have said. And she just kept following me. And she followed us through like the entire maze. And then went through one of the blackout curtains. And I was freaking out because she just kept disappearing and reappearing all the time. But that was fun. Um, the next thing we went to was the lore. Lore of the Vampire. Now, 
this is one that I don't know what to say about. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I've always had mixed feelings about this, and I still have mix, mixed feelings. I had mixed feelings about it, too. We went through a gauntlet to get here. The high hopes, um, I guess I had more high hopes for vampires, because vampires, I guess, have always had that thing culture where they're always freaky. Um, I've, I just, I didn't like what I saw. And when I came out, I wasn't too happy about it. But then again, I wasn't reviewing on how good it was. But the aspect of rave plus vampires wasn't really appealing to me. And I guess I had more high hopes for a vampire being really creepy and scary. And it wasn't as much. I remember there's a lot of people, I guess it was a night we went to, there's a lot of people not working. And there was a lot of people just sitting around not doing anything. I don't know, there was really like no pop-out scares even, which was pretty odd. I didn't, I didn't really understand the mix of vampires and rave themes, so that was another thing that really confused me. And the following year, they had, I still, I went back and I still didn't really like it at all. I, I think it might be the potential aspect. They have so much potential for a good vampire maze, and I don't know why they don't use it. And I think I put a higher hope on what they could potentially use the next year, that I ended up losing hope and losing appreciation for it the next year too, which was kind of weird. But yeah, Laura, I've never really... I have mixed feelings. So the next is one of my, like I guess, classic personal favorites, and that I wish they would bring back or revisit an idea like this. And I always wish that I had another year to experience this, and I'm bummed I only had one year experiences. And this was going through Gauntlet, past Montezuma's, going through all that camp snooping and all that stuff, going past Law Revolution, going to Fiesta Village. And this, this was Terror Vision. Terror Vision, the ginormous TV and Twilight Zone and all that stuff going on was, I still miss. I thought it was the coolest. That was a really great idea, actually. And the design and the aspect of the maze is really cool and all the funny videos and made fun of and shows and TVs and little details, I guess, again, on the walls and stuff that you would really have to pay attention to notice. Um, I like the Twilight Zone theme, like you fell on the TV, I guess. It was I don't know if that's the theme, but that's what I got out of it was that you were spiraling the Twilight Zone-ish theme. Um, the next thing that I noticed, and there were two Michael Myers, one in a jumpsuit, classical Michael Myers, and then one in a Star Trek uniform wearing a Michael Myers mask. And I love that. I think that was the one of the greatest like costumes I've seen so far that was funny and hilarious at the same time because of, I know many of you guys probably listening already know that um, the Halloween mask was originated off of William Shatner's face. So it was a whole playoff of William Shatner, I guess, with the Star Trek uniform and the Michael Myers mask, which is really cool. Um, and then the one thing I didn't like about this, again, was Tunnel of Doom 2. They had another one of those tunnels. wasn't as bad, but still pretty much got me. And I did not like that Tunnel of Doom, I swear. The only thing, I, when I look back now, that I look look at is copyrights. I don't know how, I guess they changed a lot of the names, but stuff like the Michael Myers mask, because I know Universal and Don, I think Don Post has the rights to the mask. Um, I guess they can use it, but I don't know how the copyrights work. I guess not sitting in trouble for it, or they removed it so they wouldn't get in trouble. But I still wonder, even now when I look back, of how some of that stuff got away with. Um, the next thing we saw was Redbeards. I don't have too much from Redbeards, because it was, it was a good maze. I guess I really liked it, but I didn't... I, I didn't... I, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I was pleased, and I thought it was good. It was good fun. I remember the jail scene was always cool, because it was really loud with all the metal banging. 
Um, I am a little bit pirate-obsessed in life, I guess. So that was always cool, but I didn't find too much out of... I mean, it was just, it was what you expected, so you weren't too blown away or too disappointed, which was always nice. The next thing that I loved, or the next thing that I'll go into, actually, is shows. Shows, and then I'll go into maybe a little bit of characters. Shows, The Hanging. Okay, so the first show, we saw, we, I saw The Hanging. It was my first time experiencing anything like The Hanging, and it was, I thought it was the funniest. I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I loved the great blood gore mix and pop culture that they mixed into it. I loved the characters. I loved the Undertaker, and I, th- I believe it was the Calico Sheriff. I don't know what his name is. I know there's other names, like the, um, I know we have the Haunt Overlord, and he's like the Haunt Overlord. That's what we call him. Um, but I don't remember, I know he has a name, but I can't, I don't know what it is anymore. And maybe you guys could form me into an email or something, but I know it's a Calico Sheriff of the entire hanging. And yeah, that was cool. I like that character in The Undertaker. Um, the next show, I actually did see a show and I went to, it was in, I don't know what the theater's called, the, the Peanuts Theater, or the Snoopy Theater, the one that's upstairs above the bumper cars. I went in and this year was the American Idol parody show. I was, I thought it was dumb. I mean, I'm just going to be plain simple. I thought it was dumb. I didn't like it. The only thing I thought was cool in it was some of the songs that they played were pretty funny. And I like some of the songs that they actually played were classic Halloween songs, Purple People, Litter, all that stuff. Um, I'm just not a fan of American Idol. I've never seen a full show. I've tried to watch it. I don't like it. I guess that's what kind of threw me off about it. And I still don't like is I just not a big American Idol fan. So I thought the show wasn't great from a starting standpoint. Um, the next, I guess I can go into characters now, or I'll go, actually I'll go into scary zones. Famous things that I did see though, or, um, one of my favorite props over there was the singing skeletons, the singing caroling, whatever you want to call it, skeletons. They were across from the birdcage theater, across from Boot Hill Cemetery. I always loved that prop. I'm, I don't, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I just missed it last year, but I'll, I'll definitely have to go this year and look for it. But I do, I always love that prop for some reason. I don't I still don't know why. But, okay, so now we'll go into Scare Zones. Um, of course, Ghost Town's going to be at the last because that's always a big one that everybody loves and I guess never can be disappointed. Silver Bullet Mine Town this year. I don't remember clearly if it was here or not. This might have been the year before it showed up. But if it was the year that was there, I'll give you a quick review of what I remember from the first year of Silver Bullet Mine Town. I liked it, I thought it was fantastic. Um, great calico mine i guess it was almost like a branch off ghost town because it was kind of like the same outfits miners sheriffs cowboys all that stuff i guess majority of them were minor the minor uh usual minor outfit i remember um i believe it was andros or andres or something like that i i think it was andros he had a chainsaw had a fantastic prosthetic that i still remember i can visually picture on my mind i always loved his stuff with his uh chainsaw and prosthetic went so well with his costume um, next thing was Gauntlet. Gauntlet was, the night I went, I guess, was slow, and I guess the following year. The following year and years up to last year were really good. So, I guess 06 and 2010, which was last year, were the two years that Gauntlet I really saw were more slow from what I remember. It was decent, but I still wish they had more monsters. And 2006, the one I'm talking about is... There was, I guess it might have been Thursday night, but they didn't use a lot of monsters for what the space they had, I guess. They could have used more. There's more people missing that night or whatever you want to call it. 
but I guess it could have been better, but it was, it was overall decent. Carnival. Carnival has a sad place in my heart for this year, and I feel bad for those monsters, and I feel bad for whoever was working Carnival in 2006, because this was the year after C3. So this means no monster, no uh, maze, I guess, no clown maze, none of that, because this was a, just a barren boardwalk. And by barren, I mean literally barren, because I think I counted at most somewhere upwards of five to eight monsters working the entire thing, and I think one or two had chainsaws the night I went. And it was sad because how barren it was, and they really needed a maze there. I wish they would have had a maze there, but I guess because C3, I guess after they got rid of C3, that was a, I was bummed I missed C3 on top of it all. So that was kind of, I didn't get a clown maze my first year, which was always sad. Um, so Ghost Town. Ghost Town, Ghost Town. Um, Ghost Town is a staple of all scare zones, and I guess staple of Haunt in general. It's what the biggest, I guess, part of Haunt, and it's the most influential with a lot of stuff, too. This, it, I guess we can call it the scare zones of zones, I guess, if we want to put it uh, as a way of not scary farm. Actually, a, a lot of the major theme parks that run Halloween events. They have, I don't know for some reason, maybe I'm just lucky, but they have the most perfect amount of people I've ever seen. They always have the right amount, whether it be a Friday night, whether it be a Thursday night. Really, I think I went one time on Tuesday night, and they had a right amount of people, and it was just perfect. There was not too many people, there's not little people, there's barren places where are not getting scared. I think it's always worked well, they've always had enough people for that, which is always nice, but then again, it's a staple of scare zone, so everybody wants to be there. So I guess I always have a good thing for picking people and a good amount of pool or pool people to choose from. Monsters in there? Dusty. Um, Dusty. Dusty Geezer. That guy. I I saw videos of him. I thought it was hilarious. All his random videos on YouTube that he always had up and TPA videos when they had him filmed. I think the night I went, he was uh, Star was helping him. And they were doing funny pranks on people, and they made me laugh. I loved it. I, I still have yet to see Dusty in a comedy club. I hope I do soon. But I've always found his humor hilarious. So I guess that makes me a big fan of Dusty. But I don't remember... I, there's, no, there's no chainsaws in Ghost Town, so we can pretty much skip that. Um, I think Ghost Town has a lot of great scares and a lot of good people that are funny. And a lot of people that can scare and be funny at the same time, which is always nice. So I think there's a huge gradient, which is makes Ghost Towns a legendary, I guess, <clears throat> which is always nice. So I'll get into two two memorable two monsters that bring a big memory to uh, my first time at Haunt. This has got got to be Virus. Virus, um, you're. If you are listening, I give you mad props, man. That that costume, I love Virus. If you if you guys don't remember, in 2006, Virus had his multiple, um, I think he had like different colors, four or five different faces in one mask, and he would turn his head and do his movements to where you have no clue where his head is, and he'd walk around so creepy, and I was just freaked out, but I loved the costume, the way it worked. I think his face was in between two masks, so it was like really awkward. But he just, he never lost character. He was moving that head the whole time. So you could not tell what which way he's looking at or where he was. Um, the next thing was one of my final scares of the night while we're leaving. We're going past Fog Alley. The fog's rolling. It's, I mean, it's one in the morning. A lot of people are gone, so it's kind of barren. 
uh, in Ghost Town, or especially in Fall Gully, coming from Calico Square towards uh, that area. But it's all fogged up, and all of a sudden I hear a slam on the ground. I mean, it sounds like I'm talking like the lady, what's her name, from Season of Screams. I mean, you hear the slide on the ground, and then it's gone. This was, I caught a glimpse of who it was, and this was a six-foot-tall werewolf. And if you guys know, I'm talking about Lou or Lucifer. Um, he is a fantastic scare, I must say. He he came from, I think, one of the porches. I still don't know. And he slid right behind me. I jumped, freaked, looked back, and he I could just see his fur just trailing in the fog, and then he's gone. He just disappeared in that fog so quick. And I think it's one of the great, fantastic sliding scares that I've seen in a long time. And I still love that scare to this day. And I just, I've always been amazed by that guy. I mean, that guy, he's always been a classic character, I guess, at Knott's. And a lot of people know him because he's been there for so long. And he, But he's also a fantastic scare at moments like that, especially late at night when there's nobody there. So that was a little bit of a, I guess that's a sum up, a good wrap up of my entire haunt experience for my first year, which was, I needless to say, a fun and very addicting experience. And you guys know that getting the haunt industry, it's like a drug. It is, it takes over your life. And I've, I've had to put things back and put parts of my life because it's taken over so much, but it's been, it's been a fun ride and that's really what started. That's why I want to start this podcast out with the first episode talking about my first experience because this is what really set my staple into working these haunted attractions and how I want to get into them and how I've been so dedicated and love and my extreme expression for all these. So that's a little bit of uh, where I come from, I guess, or my first experiences. I want to hear from you guys. Um, I'm hopefully, hopefully we'll have a message board set up soon. If I don't contact me, if you guys know how to set up all that stuff or know places where to set that up, give me a, email or something shoot us an email because i'd always love to hear how to do some of that because i'm very even this audio is probably ferocious when you guys are listening to it and but it's here for you guys if you guys want to listen you can listen if you guys want to give us feedback that's always cool but i always want to help you guys out and help the i guess the haunted industry and community out so i hope to see you all guys and hear from you guys soon and until next time this is the freak show and you stay tuned for our next podcast that should be soon enough